couple members of the Randy Newman fandom discussing one of his songs at random, followed by another that's a cover. It's Wheel of Randy. Hey, it's Wheel of Randy. This is a podcast where... Ah, uh, you know what? The theme song pretty much explained it. I'm Dan Wade. Good Trash Media is our podcast network, and our sponsor is Wade Engineering. And let's start the show! It's Wheel of Randy! Folks, we got Pat Stubbs here today. Say hello to the nice people, Pat. Hello, nice people! If you know Pat, you're a fan. If you don't, you're about to be, as they used to say in the business. <laughs> Pat and I have known each other for oh, over 20 years now. He and I had the wow. distinct pleasure of getting fired together one day, so that was fun. <laughs> yes, I still think we should have charged those cheeseburgers. You know, we should, there are a lot of things we should have done. We, we should have charged the office is what we should have done. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's, as much as I grumble about that job, if I hadn't had that job, I wouldn't have met Pat, guys. And meeting Pat is one of the smartest things that y'all can do. Uh, <laughs> Pat is uh, an Oklahoman like myself. He is uh, introduced me to a ton of music over the years uh i I don't know if you know this or not pat but you've been very influential in my musical taste over the years i'll be darned that's that's nice of you to say you know i have um i have uh dominic ingle a guy i went to high school with and uh (laughs) he used to rightly kid me that i didn't like anything on my own that that he dictated my musical taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what that means. That means that somebody out there influenced Dominique. That, that's absolutely true. And that's I, absolutely I, I kind of like the thing, the thought of of some some unknown person quietly shaping our taste over the years. <laughs> well, it's better than having uh, the corporations form our tastes. Yeah, that's probably what's happening. I hate to break it to us. <laughs> well, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Pat, you, you grew up in, in the Oklahoma City area, is that correct? That's correct. I'm a, I'm a lifelong Southsider, as a matter of fact. I never lived north of 29th Street. All right. So, so solid Southsider. <laughs> You know, for 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 those of you not not in in Oklahoma City, there's oh. de- there's definitely a divide around I forty. Uh, <laughs> North Siders say, "Oh, the South Side, that's you know, strip clubs and and uh, <laughs> things that you pass through on your way to a game in Norman." And, uh, we are uh, we are unabashedly trash, South Arena. <laughs> <laughs> I was not I was not disparaging the south side when I said that. I was disparaging the snobbery of the north side. Well, well I, you're, I, you're I, a I north sider. That's a fair perspective. I'm a south sider. We can make fun of ourselves. I learned something amazing. This what's that? This city is like 120 years old. We have never had a mayor from the south side ever. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, I guess I think the, people would. I think I think with people like that kind of with that kind of aspirations would naturally drift. I guess towards the capital and and <laughs> on up into Norman. <laughs> I don't know. It's not I don't like, know. Either. It's not like it's the baddest part of town. It's just this. There's this weird divide that I've never understood. Yeah, you know what? I think socioeconomically, it's probably more. East West than it is North South. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The 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 West Side being the more prosperous and the East Side being, the, but I'm on the East Side too. I, so, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's moot. <laughs> <laughs> so here's oh. your buddy Pat reporting from the bad quad. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. So what are you up to these days? You're raising your kid. Raising my awesome. kid. I've, I've become basically a hermit. I, uh, I hang out with an 11 year old autistic boy named Oliver. He's my son and I'm his sidekick and we are constant companions and uh, I don't work. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I have health concerns and, uh, and, all of her concerns. And then uh, this pretty woman I know really well goes out every night or every day and works. And I see her at night. And hey. serious, since I quit driving Uber, that's my world. <laughs> I've been very secluded. Okay. You've got it's to, good to see you. <laughs> yes. All right. You, you've got to tell some Uber stories from back in the day. Give my audience something juicy. Okay. Let's go through an Uber story. All right, so I, I pick up, I'm in Edmond, South Edmond. Uh, I pull up to this little uh, this little frame house, little shotgun house in, in, uh, in South Edmond and uh, pick up these four, uh, they're very young women, uh, old girls. I really don't know. I can't tell anymore. Okay. And, uh, and they are dressed to the nines, and uh, they've been at a party, and uh, they all get in the car and we're not far down the road and I realized that they are just, you know, well, the house was packed with people. And so they were coming off a party going down here. After a while, I talked to the woman that's sitting in the front seat with me and, and uh, we start talking. We have a decent conversation. We're going from Edmond to downtown Oklahoma city for um, people outside. That's, that's 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, we're having a nice conversation. All of a sudden I realized that her friends haven't said anything. And I look back and see that driver's side back seat passenger is asleep. I said, well, you'd have to give your friends a hard time for, uh, for giving out on you so early. It's only midnight you know, for falling asleep. She said, oh, they're not all asleep. And I adjusted my rear view mirror and the other two straight women were making out. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was like. Oh, well, I didn't know they were a couple. And she's like, no, they're straight. They're just drunk out of their mind. <laughs> we, we pull up to um, Shields and uh, and Reno at the stoplight. All right, yeah. And the back door just springs open, and the one of the romantically involved ones is out, and her palms are, you know, when I get out of the car and check on her, her palms are on the yellow stripe, and she's just vomiting. <laughs> so... <laughs> Better, bet, oh, better outside cool the car than in. Huh? Outside of the car, yeah. She made it outside. I was proud of her. Oh, that was, you know, I, I had a hard time playing that off like I was cool. And I was like, oh, good grief. That was something, you know. But, uh, oh, let's see here. I had a, I was at Campus Corner, had a couple of college young men that I picked up. And this guy started just assailing them my my passengers with insults the windows are down it's a nice night picking them up at campus corner and um one of them mouths off back to him and this guy just runs over to my car and reaches in and grabs the guy and starts punching him and then he grabs him around the neck and starts um starts uh, choking him and then his buddy comes into the back window and starts going after the other guy so i put it in gear and just take off with those two guys hanging off and leave them uh-huh. And go around the block, and they're in cuffs, and it was just the. <laughs> anyway. So that's the kind of fun stuff that happens to an. <laughs> great, great way to make new friends, huh? There you go. If you like straight women making out and dragging drunks, then it's your it's your thing, and getting rich very, very, very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so. Tell me, tell me what you've been listening to musically these days. You know, it's funny you should ask. I went through a period where I wasn't really listening to much music. Um, when you get away from society, you kind of crave people and faces. And I watch way too much TV. But recently, I pulled out, I don't have a record player, but I pulled out my father's 45 collection. And okay. uh, my, my father used to have revered parties as I was growing up where he would serve, he served homemade pizza. And of course the, the uh, whiskey always poured easy out of our kitchen and uh, had, you know, it's through great parties and he always played the same music. 
It was always, and it's anchored by Aretha Franklin, Chuck Berry, Little Richard. And I've been, uh, I've been, I've been going around the edges of that. I know that's Aretha's later than the other two, but um, I go around the edges of that and, and pick up some of the, the the one hit wonders that he loved, and, and uh, kind of studying those and making myself a playlist. Nice. So that's what I've been doing. So swamp pop from the fifties and sixties. I've been listening to um, oh, just Roots Rock from the fifties. Was he into rockabilly, or was that not his scene? Not so much. Um, a lot of his peripheral taste uh, was dedicated. We lived in New Orleans when I was in the first grade. Okay. For you know, we were just there a year. I lived in Kansas City, New Orleans, and St. Louis uh, each for a year. Otherwise, I've been in Oklahoma City my whole life. Oh, Dallas for five years. Nah, we'll forget that. But. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I call that all my life, even though I have eight missing years. Jesus had, what, 30? I, I, I'm entitled to. <laughs> um, where was I before that? Um, he liked the local hits, the local swap pop of, uh, of New Orleans. You know, and he had some like Clifton Chenier and some of that awful Cajun stuff like that drives you out of Popeyes. But uh, <laughs> some of the some of the some of the kids the rock and funk they were doing in those days very entertaining you were the first person that that encouraged me to to dig deep into little richard i i only knew him as as it was really a caricature uh right right but you got me listening to it and man it's 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 legit stuff those horns i i don't know what magic foo-foo i mean none of those guys were like technicians you know like insanely gifted like ripping hard to play solos note wise but that sound i don't know how they did that that was just like i guess you know i, I don't know it's just i love that those, those fat horns and simple backgrounds and boom thunk boom thunk it's wonderful yeah have you heard <laughs> uh little richard's gospel stuff i haven't i know he has some and it was on specialty i think yeah I, it and, good? And it's when he's young like when he was I mean, this isn't, you know, like uh, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis you know, at 50 tapping into the Jesus market. This is a young little Richard doing gospel. It's it's something else. He's, um, yeah, he's, uh, oh, he was sincere about it. No, yeah, it's a complicated relationship with uh, with religion. I know his father ripped on him for, I guess, for being effeminate and, and, uh, and, and he thought that was an affront to the church. I know he has some... Uh, some hard feelings about religion, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I know, I know he sincerely felt it. when little Richard's feeling it, you know, he's feeling it. <laughs> now, now you played sax in church for years and years, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, typically the Barry, but I played some tenor too. I enjoyed that a great deal. It's in the army band for a while. Oh, really? One, yeah. I was in the 145th. You didn't know that? No, I was a zero two Lima. Tell me what that means. Sir. It sounds very impressive. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> a zero two Lima is the MOS uh, for saxophone player. Oh, okay. I was a 54 Charlie. I, you know, I'm in line, you know. I've seen some stuff, man. And I'm like, I'm a zero two Lima. I play the saxophone. <laughs> nice. But I can shine some brass and polish a shoe. So that's. I was probably, the, I was, I was, I say probably, I was easily the worst player in there. And I'm not, yeah, it's, it, it, it was, it was a crowded field. It was a, it was a place where I was not ashamed to be the worst player. And I actually got quite a bit better playing. With them, so. sure. But these were old guys, man. They, a lot of them played with uh, the big band stars, uh, Tommy Dorsey and those nice. guys. They'd talk about smoking weed and, whatever tuscaloosa and missing the bus and man, just all oh, that is a great place for stories <laughs> i talk about you being such an influence on me musically those those what, two years that we worked together every now and we'd have to drive to to granite oklahoma uh, is, <laughs> I, I can't imagine a more beautiful part of the country <laughs> than granite oklahoma but we we just play records together and that's back when when mcdonald's you could get a steak egg and cheese bagel and 
Oh, I forgot. That was a good sandwich. It was a good sandwich. We get a bag of those and, and listen to <laughs> tunes and look at each other and go, you believe we're getting paid for this? <laughs> but you're, uh, I know you definitely, you know, got me into little Richard. You, you got me diving deeper into Elvis Costello. You know, I had, I had that one anthology that you were like, Oh, you got to listen to spike. <laughs> so you got me into spike that is an amazing record yeah and, and <laughs> I, I i find it hard to believe now that it was 2002 when i'm saying this that i had never heard of leonard cohen until you introduced him to me and oh course, i'll be darned and of course leonard cohen kind of blew up in the in the 2010s and is, is back in the zeitgeist now but but yeah you were definitely my first exposure to that so uh i owe a lot to you there man Oh, you're 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 very welcome. I've had I've had my gurus as well. I probably had better ones than you did. <laughs> well, on on that note, there's a, a, a segment of the show that we call Second Chances. Our pod is a pod of second chances. Okay. What we do on Second Chances is uh, I ask the the guest who is a musical artist that most people have heard of, but they've kind of blown off and that now is a time where they should go back and give them a second chance and really dig deep into into their stuff. That's a great question. Something, you know what? Um, This just came up and I haven't really dug in deeply, but um, I go over, I I have a friend and I I won't say because uh, we both sit around and uh, we, Thursday nights we sit around and we smoke weed and we listen to music and it's a great thing to do. Sit down legally in Oklahoma, believe it or not. And, uh, and uh, we all, we wait, 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 wait. Music is legal in Oklahoma now. Yeah. Music is legal. (laughs) I I, I thought we were still living in Joe's garage here and music was against (laughs) the law. (laughs) The weed we steal, but the, uh, yeah. All right, well, I'll quit interrupting. So Thursday nights. <laughs> we listen to Daryl's place sometimes. And I don't know if you know that. It's Daryl Hall. He has, uh, it's very often like 60 soul people over. And they jam. What? In the basement. Yeah, Daryl's place. And uh, that in itself, go to that. But I, I always thought of Daryl Hall as just being so gorgeous that, that he was just a pop idol. But um, those those songs are are pretty darn solid. I I, I hated it at the time because I thought it was like pure bubblegum, and uh, I'm starting to see some craftsmanship and even some clair- uh, clever lyrics. And uh, I, I've I've got a a, a little appreciation for Daryl Hall that I didn't have the first oh time. Oh my gosh, that is a good answer, <laughs> man. I will I will research and report. <laughs> Or maybe it was a weed. I'm not sure. <laughs> so let's talk a little Randy. What do you say? I'm feeling Randy. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> what song have you brought for us today? Well, I, I've been listening to Piece of the Pie. Piece of the Pie. All right, folks. It's time to pause this podcast before we get too deep into this and, and listen to Piece of the Pie. There's a link to this song uh, on our Twitter feed at Wheel of Randy. Uh, or if you're doing this the old-fashioned way, you break out your copy of Harps and Angels and Piece of the Pie is, what, track five or six, somewhere around there and that. There you go. Right so there. listen to that, and we will be right back. So get your hands and your notepads out because I will now rank the world religions from best to worst. And we're back. Okay, folks, piece of the pie. And Pat, I've got the lyrics pulled up. Can you see those here? I can see those. I actually have it on a on back in the day they had this stuff called paper. I got it sitting here in front of me. So yeah, yeah, I see it though. Okay. Uh, hopefully your lyrics are better than mine because mine say public schools are breeding ground when it's clearly public schools aren't breeding ground. 
Oh, I'll be gone. Mine has the same. That makes more sense. Yeah. All right. Why'd you pick this song, man? Oh, it's it's a political frustration of mine, uh, and it's and it's not just more. It's not just Republican Democrat. All this that's part of it as it as it shakes out, but it's just I, I, I'm drawn to the discordant and the calamity of it in the lyrics saying how crappy things are, how hard it is to be poor in America or even working class in America. Yeah. And, um, and it doesn't have to be this way. It's fixable. It could be better. And, uh, I just like that he rips into it. I like that he, I like that he names names and, and, uh, places. And, and, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if, if it would ever enlighten anybody, but I share his frustration. I suppose. You know, it's it's something th- th- this enlightened me. You know, when when this came out and I heard this, you know, it wasn't anything I hadn't you know already heard before. You know, these complaints, but I realized this isn't something that people sing about. That's true. You know, I you know in in, in you know the Joni Mitchell era, you know, people are singing about Vietnam all the time, um, but who is singing about the little guy today? That's true. And I think I think that uh, I, I went in preparation for this and saw an, a very short interview about uh, from Randy Newman himself Ooh. Uh, as to why he mentioned Jackson Brown. And he was talking about, you know, during the Dixon, the the Nixon days, you know, in the in the mid 70s, everybody was writing about social justice and social fairness. And it just kind of everybody turned their head. It uh so I always thought, I always thought he was teasing about Jackson Brown. I thought he was kind of, I listened to a lot of Dead Milkman. So I just thought it was just an arbitrary name, like, you know, <laughs> like Charles Nelson Riley and Rastabilly or whatever song that is. <laughs> and he said, he was, he, he's actually giving him props that he's like, yeah, you kept singing about social issues. Yeah. But at the same time, he's, he's picked someone who is, uh, so far out of the the cultural <laughs> lens, I, it, <laughs> yeah, right. who under the age of forty knows who Jackson Brown is? You're right. <laughs> uh, uh, Underrated voice. I, I never oh, cared no. for his material much, but uh, what a what a what a what a splendid voice he has. What, I, as for his material, I I only have two Jackson Brown. Uh, stories uh, that that song he did from uh, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh my goodness! What are you doing that? Uh, uh, she's got to be somebody's babe. Do you remember that one? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember that because that was on the radio a lot in like eighty one, eighty two. Um, the the only other one is that uh, I love his song, The Pretender. Which oh yeah, is just uh, it, it. It's got a lot of a piece of the pie feel to it. There's just this despair. Well, let's keep going to work and clocking in, and that I don't see things getting any better, kind of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so that's really all I know about Jackson Brown. So <laughs> it's good to know that that he, he didn't uh, have hard feelings there. In fact, I know Jackson Brown performed with him. Uh, when he was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, no kidding. Yeah, you Was that s- before or after Harps and Angels? It was after, I think. It had to have been after. Um, but they sing I Love L.A. together. <laughs> <laughs> and Randy said, yeah, the, the song used to have an element of irony to it, but I don't see it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there's no hard feelings there. But I do know that the John Mellencamp people were not happy about this song. <laughs> no, that's pretty damning. It's really... a, a, uh, Johnny Cougar singing, uh, as General Goders, the motors goes, so go we all. Johnny Cougar singing it. It's their country, man. He'll be singing for Toyota by the fall. All yeah, right. he doesn't fare too well. You all know, right, guys. We're, we're yeah. going wa- to watch this commercial together. We're going to watch this, this Johnny Cougar. Oh, okay, Cougar. cool. I 
That's a long ad. He just, I, they threw the kitchen sink at this commercial, guys. It's got to be seen to believe. They <laughs> they've got Rosa Parks. They've got Martin Luther King. They've got Nixon. NASCAR. NASCAR. Wildfires. The, the Twin <laughs> Towers. <laughs> That'd be like if my buddy and I on Thursday night grabbed together little short reels of Americana and just put them together. <laughs> While you were watching that, I, even though I was the, the the chuckle factor is is wonderful on that. It is it is um, it's hard to discuss hard political things anymore without totally combining how we are governed with love for our homeland. Hmm. In other words. If I were to say it absolutely sucks that people work so hard and they, they're not making it, they're not making ends meet, and it doesn't have to be that way and we continue to go that way, well, maybe you ought to go somewhere else. It, it just goes like that. You don't love your country enough if you have this complaint in everyday conversation. You're not buying that? Yeah, I know people say that, and I've, I've never gotten it. I've, I've, I've was like, you yeah. Think- you think so little of your country that you see your country and the, the your country's shortcomings as one and the same? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, yeah. could we talk about, you know, I loved my mom when I was six and I thought she was perfect. I love her more now that I'm 56 and she's a real human being with <laughs> needs and disappointments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And why can't you be frustrated with your government or the way things are set up or how slow things are moving for not loving your homeland? I mean, you know, on paper, the United States is not my favorite country, but it's my homeland and I can't imagine living anywhere else. And I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. And it seems like when I'm speaking critically of, of how the government's working, which hasn't been difficult. Um, of late um i no examples come to mind but i'll take your word for it (laughs) i i i feel like i'm i get shut down because i'm i'm not grateful enough to be and it's not like it's ever been stellar or perfect i mean we you know we built this country on the backs of slaves and built our infrastructure on on uh immigrant uh labor and you know it's not like we really got here a sweet way oh, yeah. not to mention the genocide of the people that were already here it was you know it's and, I, and it sounds like you hate america no i don't i'm glad to be here it's 2021 that was a long time ago let's keep making it better you know yeah i mean it, 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 <laughs> it, isn't that what the isn't that what they always lift up that 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 spirit of improving yourself that spirit right. of building something better right yeah it's really no reason this is one of the richer co- countries in the world per capita, I think total the most, the, the richest, and you know, this, there's enough pie for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying it then you get into that discussion, or you know, people who are scared to death of socialism for one reason or another will say, hey, we don't all get the same size of pie. I didn't say the same size of pie, you know, with the hardworking industrious dummy will get his small piece and the clever entrepreneur will get a much bigger piece i understand that's how so i'm cool with it but and and the guy that works better get enough to eat you know (laughs) let's quit 
quit taking 40% of our pie and, and dropping it on other countries and blowing them up. With <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. And let, let's talk about one line on this. Let's talk about the Norway line. Okay. Because he says, if, if you lived in Norway, you'd be fine right now. He, 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 he's saying it's not because you're not working hard. Right. You know, you, you're working hard, your wife's working hard, and you're not getting ahead. Maybe it's not you. And that's really a dangerous message, dangerous to the establishment. No, I hear what you're saying. Because so much right. of, of what we're doing is uh, we equate poverty with immorality. Yes. That, oh, this guy made his fortune. He must have done something right. Or this guy's, yes. on, this guy's on the street. He must have screwed up. And everywhere in the middle. To the, to the point where people are so, there's so much shame out there when it comes right. to money. Yeah, I, I feel that a lot. I mean, you know, Daniel, I made some sacrifices to stay at home with my son. Um, sure. Because uh, even with me at home, I, I think he's got a coin flip chance of, of, uh, of ever being an a, a, a independent adult. Right. And and I I feel very ashamed of being poor very often. Not when I think about it fully, but I walk around my house and leave my neighborhood just kind of with my head low. And and, uh, I think that the the various religions that have adopted God wants you to be rich type platforms um, have really hurt how people look at people in poverty. I don't think it used to be that way with the church. I don't, not so much anymore. No, not, not as much anymore. You know, I, I, I think, uh, I think know. the early eighties when the uh, moral majority was kind of ramping up, I think was started. That was really when the, the finger wagging at the poor. Yeah. God wants you to be rich. So you poor people, I think that's really when it started. Yeah. Cause, Cause I, I wasn't I, I, aware of it at all when I was a kid. And, and as I graduated high school, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. It's. I remember a lot in the early '80s, a lot of of the church movement really kind of railing against the materialism. Uh, really, there's a lot of don't get caught up in the stuff. Don't get don't get so worried about money. Um, we we're, we're 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 fighting a larger, uh, for lack of a better term, fighting a larger battle here. You know, don't right. don't let that kind of thing distract you. And you know, right. I don't I don't see that anymore. You know, maybe the Nazarenes are pretty good about that, but I'm not a Nazarene, right, right, so right. I don't hear that. Um, I just said something nice about the Nazarenes. How about that? <laughs> my, 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 my fans in Bethany will be thrilled. <laughs> oh, by the way, how are you doing in Canada now? Last I heard, you're number 205? Number 205 in Canada, riding that wave, man. <laughs> I, I i'm stacking the deck i do have a canadian guest coming on in a couple of weeks so. okay nice <laughs> so I, i'm playing the game <laughs> but yeah this i don't see the church helping as much as it used to i don't see the church being a community where like you know you know before the pandemic when i was going to church every week i i, I went to a very wealthy church and right. it was kind of weird because it's a wealthy church in a struggling neighborhood. And there was it's... such a divide between the parishioners and the community. There was, it was seen as this very uh, one-way thing that, oh, here we are helping the community with, with this program or the other. But there was never this attitude, hey, we could learn something from you know, the working class. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I, that that's a tough road to hoe for an upper class community like that, where where there's so much business connections, so much, and there is so much. You know, our church isn't big on a prosperity gospel or anything, but you know, it's just such part of the culture. Right. 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 That and you know, it's well, it's conducive for churches to to teach that, and and it's harmless on a level. Uh, People who really have money want to be want to bring themselves to church and and hear how wonderful they've been, you know, and and some of it hits the plate, you know. I I understand it from a running a church thing, but I I think we just got carried away with it. 
Yeah. And I know a lot of people send their ways into poverty. I'm not saying that's not a real thing. Right. I don't know. I don't know. So I I just love that that there's that there's a song that actually talks about it. It just seems like it's so taboo. Um and and I love that this song says, Yeah, you you deserve some dignity. You deserve some stability. Yeah. I like his self um, reference in there too. Um, Oh, that he should rich keep getting richer. I should know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like I'll take it. You know, but we all should be pissed. (laughs) Yeah. Do do you know his song about Karl Marx? Oh, I don't. No, called the world isn't fair. But one one part is basically, you know, if Karl Marx was alive today, uh, yeah me my mansion on my hill i'd have some <laughs> stories to tell them kind of thing <laughs> all right speaking of uh speaking of you know going after himself a little bit we had that that uh john cougar commercial from 2006 right i'm gonna, I'm gonna play you a, another car commercial from 2003 and this hey. is go- this is going to make your head explode i can't wait the world is complicated, but not everything's that hard. It's no mistake when the choice you make leads you right to your own backyard. Some folks have remembered, but others have forgotten. Don't lose touch with the thing you love, because you lose an awful lot. And you know that it's right there in front of your eyes, my friend. How did you ever think of that? I don't remember that commercial, first of all. Did, I don't remember did... it either. <laughs> One of the randos out there posts weird Newman videos now and then and just seared my that, record. I was like, uh, oh, my God. He's no, going there's, after Mellon Camp when he did the same thing three years earlier. That's, yeah, that's not good optics, Randy. <laughs> I live in a trailer park and I know that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, I I I think he's not being that hard on Melancamp because he knows he's part of the machine too. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the other thing. I mean, you know, he's He's a but but he doesn't really duck that. He knows he's getting paid for everything. He, he oh, does yeah. say that, and um, and you know there's no denying he's. I mean he's tied in. He's got Disney money. If he wants an orchestra with twelve bassoons, he can get an orchestra with twelve bassoons. You know it doesn't. He Randy gets what Randy wants, and uh, yeah. you know and, uh, and and I think that his self reference here is more like, hey, this isn't about me. You know I'm. It's you guys need to be mad. You know what I mean. Yeah, I'm getting paid. <laughs> you know, any that's 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 awesome. I'm glad I know that that exists. Folks, I'll put a link on that to the show because <laughs> the audio is something. But yeah, it has to seem to be <laughs> You hear that noise, Pat? No, is it the wheel spinning? It's the wheel spinning. And folks, <laughs> you can play the home game yourself. Go to Wheel of Randy and. Go to the pinned tweet, and you can snoop around, and you can spin the wheel yourself. This is the new green skinnier wheel where we've trimmed off songs that we previously discussed, so you are guaranteed to land on a new song. Pat Subs, are you ready to spin that wheel? I am spinning. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. All right, stop. I want everyone to like me. All right. It's a nice sentiment. 
Yeah. All right, folks, this is off of bad love. So take a couple minutes and follow the link and listen to I Want Everyone to Like Me, and we will be right back. Over, it is finished. You're forgiven. It's called the good news for a reason. My Baptist friends don't like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dan. What about Hitler, huh? Oh, jeepers. I never thought of that. Well, you're really happy there. All right. It's a fair question. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Even people who say, oh, yeah, what about Hitler? Get into heaven. <laughs> And we are back. What'd you think of that, man? <laughs> That's the first I've heard that. That's my favorite. The album art is my favorite picture of Randy ever. Oh, it's so good. It, yeah, it is a great one. Uh, so the look on his face. Is, uh, yeah. you know, that, um, that that whole album is, is so dark. There's so much you know divorce and lost love and hopelessness uh, that, that captures <laughs> that that that. Uh, that face so well and then he ends it with with this with this song (laughs) what everybody um what year was that 99 99 yeah so you know he's made it he's 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 doing the movie scores yeah he's he's got the money he's got the respect he's got all the work um but he's insecure i i i I will check that out but uh, no i the song was fantastic. I, um, it's a, a little more, you know, it's it's a little more Disney. It's a little, you know, it's pretty yeah. freeform, but the, yeah, it's pretty, you know, just kind of laying down. I, I read where he said that writing songs on spec was much much easier than uh, writing a song, you know, to be creative. And is this a uh, this is this is his composition, not a remake? Yeah, yeah, this is his. Okay. I, I love how uh, he gets a little egotistical. Uh, said, uh, "What earned the respect of my peers? You know, if I can ever find any of them." And then he says, yeah, "I'm only kidding. Well, I'm a pretty modest guy." <laughs> love that. I, Randy Newman's humor is 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 a, a large part of his tone, uh, and and and, uh, and and it's sly. You really have to, you, and I think that's why we haven't heard a million songs of his get played on AM radio back in the day, whatever hot, you know, get hot on Spotify. Now what in, you know, whatever, you know, in between, I just, I feel like uh, his humor and his insight get lost in a song. He writes, he, he writes catchy, catchy songs and he writes catchy songs for movies. I think, you know, even before he did that, I think people just missed it. I mean, his first hit, you know, sadly, was short people, yeah. and and even he says that. You know, it's like it was an, it was a, you know, having novelty songs for your first record. You talk about getting typecast. It's yeah. you know, pretty hurtful to the career. You're doing <laughs> so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad Disney found him. I think that's a, a wonderful thing, and you know, and he's he gets paid and everything. But uh, I, I like his uh, his his humor is something, and and his humility. I love how you know. Even with with all this success, he he he's still longing. He's still longing for. He wants to take a break. <laughs> yeah, lie down for a year or two. Let me take care of this for you. Doesn't that sound <laughs> wonderful? <laughs> when when that 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 jumps out at you, yeah, I think that that's been appealing to everybody. Yeah. Oh. And actually, gosh. wouldn't twenty and twenty one just be the perfect time for that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I was reading how uh, in Victorian England uh, there was a very popular weight loss uh, uh, technique was to go into a coma for about two weeks, and basically you'd sleep the weight mm. off. That's like, you know, there are oh times uh, two weeks in a coma sounds just lovely. <laughs> How did they feed people in those days? Oh, or, mainly cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just the, uh, 
my my lawyer is sending me a note saying that Wheel of Randy is not authorized to give medical advice. <laughs> so please do not put yourself in a coma on our advice. <laughs> uh, just one more thing on this song, my friend Jamie, who was a guest of this show, he did the Vine Street episode. Everybody, right. uh, he uh, did a video for "I Want Everyone to Like Me." which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So I will include a link to that uh, with this week's show. All right, it is time, Pat, for this week's cover. This week's cover. All right. And today I am spotlighting, since you did so much to introduce me to Elvis, uh, Elvis Costello did a Randy Newman cover uh, of a really old song of his called I've Been Wrong Before. Do you know this? This is off of Elvis Costello's album Kojak Variety. Let's listen to this real quick. I love being Methodist. I love our history. John and Charles Wesley are just idols of mine. The Wesleys are fascinating history. These guys were born in rural England, dirt poor, like 12 brothers and sisters running around. Their mom is this super strong-willed woman. Their dad is this bookish, meek little guy who works in the ministry. And somehow, they make it into the most prestigious college in all of England. And when they get there, all the rich people make fun of them because they have second-hand robes. But they and a couple of other friends get together and they change the world. I love the Wesleys. Hang on. I just described the Weasleys. You know, I was just thinking, Elvis would be good for uh, Randy and vice versa. I think so. They could, Elvis needs to cheer up and Randy needs to... <laughs> kind of, Elvis could help him with the serious and... <laughs> I don't know. They would be... That's a, that was magical. What a nice song and what a nice uh, arrangement. It was. It was really, really nice. Uh, that was, he wrote that when he was super young, back like years before he was even recording, when he was just selling his songs. I think Dusty Springfield recorded that in like 65. Oh, he was like a, he was like a house writer? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Interesting. So I, but I, what I a nice, I mean, I, I've, I've always thought that. Every time I've ever fell in love, and, and it's it's been... 26 years since i have yeah. uh, i always like man this is it but i've thought that before you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> how smart am i <laughs> and i guess the implication there is like i'm no smarter than i was and i don't know but i love you now you know <laughs> yeah i i thought this was i thought this was a, a really perfect match for for elvis it's really right up his alley this sounds like something he could have written it does it does that is, uh, that's what we it's, got this week for this week's cover. Pat, I think we're wrapping it up. You've been a great guest. If people have well, follow-up questions you for you, is there a way they can get hold of you on the social medias or what? Sure. I'm a, uh, what, what would be the best way for me to say to get a hold of me? I'm on Facebook. I'm Pat Stubbs. And, uh, and Pat, um, Pat, Pat's always fighting the good fight. He's always, you know, picking fights with local conservatives and giving them oh I, I i've quit that oh I, well that's too bad now, I, now okay here's what i'll do i'll go deep into comments and then pull out something that's asinine and i'll say something passive aggressive to just bug them <laughs> and then when they come back at me full speed i'll just say oh god bless you i hope you get better <laughs> <laughs> so, rather than going on these rants and stuff i do that it, it's it's what i do to keep my own sanities but uh on my page it's pretty lame lame i've been putting um oh i've been putting some of the uh links to some of the music from my dad's 45 collection on lately but um uh if you like um i'd like to share that playlist with you, daniel i think that i don't think you'd like the whole thing but there's some gems in there that uh that I think you'll enjoy. I'll send you a link, link to this playlist. It's called Pizza. Pizza. That sounds great. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, Pat, thank you so much. We'll, uh, we'll, have, we'll have lunch soon and, 
and uh, the world is going to get magically better in the next few months. And <laughs> I agree. I agree. We're 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 headed back towards normal. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. <laughs> thanks so much for coming today Pat. oh you bet daniel thank you for having me well folks that's it for another episode of wheel of randy i am dan wade your host for this week wheel of randy is part of the good trash media network special thanks to brian mays for our artwork you can check his work out on facebook at Brian May's Art. Not Brian May, that's the guy from Queen. Thanks to Moturn Media for our theme song and the This Week's Cover song and the Spin Wheel song. You can check out Matt's work at Moturn Media. That's M-O-T-E-R-N. Special thanks to Alex Sanchez for our Second Chances theme song. You're listening right now to Rock and Gravel by Sid Valentine's Patent Leather Kids, and it is public domain. Thanks to everyone whose little audio clips I've stolen for the other bumpers. Thanks for being such good sports. Wheel of Randy is brought to you by Wade Engineering. We are a water and sewer engineering firm licensed in Oklahoma and Texas. We specialize in small town water and sewer work. We provide individual, affordable service. The other service that we provide is to other engineering firms. I am a hydraulic modeler. I build water and sewer models, and I can do it cheaper and more accurately and prettier than your in-house engineers. So give me a call. Wade Engineering can be reached at 405-426-7634. And you can also use that number if you just want to talk Randy with somebody. Uh, When I say talk Randy, you know. Okay. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. It's Wheel of Randy.